Welcome to the I Work For Him podcast. I'm Michael Miracle, producer of the I Work For Him radio program, the voice of the faith and work movement. Our mission is to transform the workplace of every Christian into a mission field. What does that look like in your workplace? Let's find out right now. Betrayal. Such a powerful word and action. It delivers the blinding blow that most of us never saw coming, yet our Heavenly Father wasn't surprised. And He is there to help us make it through the betrayal. How do we prepare for what is the inevitable betrayal that will happen in our lives? Whether it's friends from the neighborhood or friends from church or family, whoever it may be, betrayal will come. Are you prepared to move beyond betrayal? Even in your workplace, Here today is Phil Waldrop, who experienced a great betrayal in his life and is here to tell his story so we can all learn from it. Phil Waldrop, welcome to I Work For Him. Well, thank you, and thanks for having me and for letting me tell my story. We really appreciate you being willing. I want to start our interview today with the good news. God can give us a life beyond betrayal, can't he? You bet he can. And you know right now there are people who are listening They don't think the sun's going to come up tomorrow because they have been wounded by their spouse or a co-worker. Maybe it's even their own family members, a sibling, a children, or maybe just a friend. And they're thinking, life is never going to be good again. Well, i got good news for you. Life is going to be good again, and the sun will be shining. Hmm. If you just process your betrayal, life is going to be good again. So there is hope beyond betrayal. Oh, thank you for sharing that. So there are a lot of choices when a person is betrayed, but only one that really brings healing. So when we come back, we want to hear your story that prompted you to write this book, Beyond Betrayal. Are you willing to do that, Phil? You bet. All right, so make sure you check them out online. You can get a copy of this book for yourself, but you can also call our listener line, 866-713-9675. But if you don't get one of those two copies, you can go to beyondbetrayalbook.com beyondbetrayalbook.com and get a copy of this book for yourself. You might want to also check out, if you can figure this out, philwaldrip.org, O-R-G, philwaldrip, W-A-L-D-R-E-P.org, and find out about all the neat events that Phil and his wife are involved in around the country. Just amazing stuff. Phil Waldrip. No, he's not related to Wall Trips. He's not a race car driver. <laughs> PhilWaldrip.org. We'll be right back with more and I work for him talking about Beyond Betrayal. Many things in life are out of your control, but you can control the content you listen to. I Work For Him has created a podcast with you in mind. Subscribe to the I Work For Him Power Pod on your favorite podcast platform, and you can choose to listen on demand. Shows release several times per week and offer 15-minute highlights of content to help you learn to transform your workplace into a mission field. Subscribe today by searching for I Work For Him Power Pod on your favorite podcast platform. Hey, welcome back to I Work For Him as Martha and I talk with Phil Waldrop. He wrote this book, Beyond Betrayal. You can find it online, beyondbetrayalbook.com, beyondbetrayalbook.com. Phil, your life story is not defined by this woman in your by this moment in your life, but many years were defined by this woman in your life. Please tell us your story of betrayal in the workplace. Well, you know, I started our ministry back when I actually was a teenager, and by the time I was twenty years of age, we had incorporated and officially had an organization. And we were involved with a lot of things, and it was growing very rapidly. And so I had to have some people come along beside me and actually be employees and work for me. And one of the first people that I brought into our ministry was someone who had been my 
one of my closest, if not my dearest friend, since I was a teenager. He was the one person that, man, he had all the values, all the qualities, and was the person that I would have said would be the last person to let me down. I just knew, man, he's gonna, we're going to retire together. We're going to live life into the sunset together. He's going to be there for me. He's just the perfect person to work along beside of me, very gifted in business administration. And I remember, it was kind of a long story, I detail it in the book, but through a process of a federal investigation that ended up having nothing to do with him or anyone associated with him, I learned that he was involved in things that weren't illegal, but they were immoral and they were unethical. And I could not believe when I discovered what he had done. And even though I confronted him, initially he was repentant. Um, about three months later, his wife said he's returned to the same same thing again. And I had to end that work employment and ultimately, to some degree, the, the friendship at the level that it was. And, you know, my first response as a Christian was, hey, I'm over it. I forgive him. I'm fine. But I got to be honest with you, Jim and Martha. It took me nearly 20 years to get through it because I didn't have a book like Beyond Betrayal or anyone to help mm-hmm. me understand what I was feeling and what I was going to happen, and how it was going to affect everything in my life. So let's, let's, let's develop that a little bit further before we go deeper into how you dealt with it. You were betrayed by a man you trusted completely, but you found out he was doing things behind your back that really just didn't honor God. How did this impact you personally? How did it make you feel? How did it impact your ability to work? Well, any time you're betrayed, the very nature of a betrayal is you don't see it coming. And here's what I discovered. It attacked me at the core of my self-worth. You suddenly start, you know, I, I actually told people, and I actually said this in my book, that I felt like going to the tattoo parlor and getting tattooed across my forehead stupid because that's how I felt. Because, you know, when you look back, I thought, well, I, I should have noticed that and I should have noticed this, but I didn't notice those things. And what happens in a work environment is because that occurs, all of a sudden your self-worth just falls to the bottom and you're not healthy yourself emotionally. And as a result, it begins to affect all other relationships around you. And I really felt like everybody was looking at me, like everybody was like, you know, because it does affect everybody when you're betrayed. And I felt like people were looking at me saying, how could you let that happen? Why couldn't you Mm. discern that? Weren't you strong enough to know that? And so all of a sudden, my self-worth was greatly attacked. And up until that point, I felt I had a healthy self-worth. But, you know, you feel so dumb and let down. And when people have been through betrayal, they, they know exactly what I mean, because all of a sudden, and really, here's why you feel that way. You feel that way because you think, that person did not value me enough to be faithful to what I asked him to do. And by just abusing our relationship, abusing my trust, abusing my love in many relationships, by abusing that, they really are saying, you're not worth anything to me. Mm-hmm. And that's how you feel. And when your self-worth is totally demolished, you then have really struggles being healthy in everything you do in life. So how did you work through those emotions that you experienced in that betrayal that you had at work? Well, looking back, I realized there were about four basic emotions that you're going to feel when you're betrayed. The first one is shock and, you know, the, the denial. Right. Because the closest I could, you know, the nature of a betrayal is you don't see it coming. 
if you saw it coming, it wouldn't be a betrayal. <laughs> but the, way, the closest thing I can compare it to, for those who maybe have not gone through a deep betrayal, is someone who was killed instantly and you found out about it. You find yourself thinking, this is a bad dream. I just need to wake up. Please, somebody come tell me it's not true. Then I realized, and looking back, I, I got angry. And if you've been through a deep betrayal, there is an anger that's going to occur. It's, mm-hmm. it's kind of a self-preservation. Now, we may not act on that anger or act out the anger, but it's still there. And then I realized bitterness came into my life. Because once you've been through betrayal, you can become real bitter. And that's where it begins to affect a lot of things at work, because now you have this filter on, you're looking at everybody. Well, if I couldn't trust him, then I can't trust you. And suddenly all of that's affected. And if you're not careful, the fourth emotion is you want revenge. You want your betrayer to hurt as much as you hurt. And, you know, as Christians, we may not act on it physically, but we do act on it verbally. So we feel we've got to make sure everybody knows what a terrible person they are. So when I look back and identify those four emotions, I did not work through them well, to be honest with you. (laughs) But one of the ways you can work through them is to know they're going to occur and are occurring and to process them in a biblical, healthy way. That's it's so easy to say that, but almost wickedly impossible to do so. I mean, you. I mean, when emotions get a hold of you, Phil, it's it's tough to to rein all that in. Hey, we're talking with Phil Waldrip. He wrote this book, Beyond Betrayal. You can call in the listener line today and get a copy: eight six six seven one three ninety six seventy five eight six six seven one three work. Phil, Jesus dealt with betrayal. I, I mean, at the highest level, one of his twelve. I mean, really, very similar to yours. Is that what you got for the biblical example? Is that how you figured out how to deal with the biblical example of betrayal? Well, this may surprise you. I, there was a lot that I discovered about Jesus' relationship with Judas. And Jesus had an advantage because John said that he knew from the beginning he was the betrayer. But the other disciples did not know that he was the betrayer. And I really, what helped me in that relationship was learning that even in the midst of the betrayers, the betrayals that we go through, you can still love people because Jesus washed his feet. You know, the person who really helped me, though, the most was King David in the Old Testament. And I'll tell you why. Because if you read the book of Psalms, we think of it as a hymn book, but it's really the personal journal of King David. Right. And he sat down and wrote exactly how he felt. In fact, one of the I give a lot of practical things to do when I wrote Beyond Betrayal, but one of the things that I did that is very helpful is when you feel angry, when you feel any emotions, pick up a piece of paper, get out a pencil or pen, and write exactly what you're feeling. At least that way you can shred it and you don't destroy (laughs) other relationships in the process. But King David wrote exactly how he felt, and I discovered it was okay for me to express what I was feeling. Because, you know, I really thought as a Christian I had to say I'm strong and I'm okay and I've forgiven and I'm over it when I really wasn't. And so I discovered King David for me was an example, and I'll tell you another one in the Old Testament was Joseph. Because, right. I mean, he was betrayed by his brothers. He was <laughs> betrayed, you know, by his boss's wife. He's betrayed by a guy in prison who said, hey, when I get out, I won't forget you. And the first thing mm-hmm. the guy did was count him. And so I look back, and you know, Joseph in the Old Testament is one of the few people in the Old Testament, nothing negative is ever said about him. 
because I think he realized that even though he was going through a betrayal, God knew he could use it for his good and his glory. And I think for me, as I look back, not just the relationship Jesus had with Judas, but other people in Scripture like David and Joseph who process betrayal well. Yeah. So I want to just make sure our listeners know we are talking about the book Beyond Betrayal by Phil Waldrip. And we he we had the opportunity to give a couple of copies away. So call our listener line at 866-713-9675, 866-713-WORK. And Phil, before I ask my next question, who is this book for? Because I... Let me let me preface it with this. I was very intrigued because this is something that actually happened to you in the workplace, and that's what we talk about on I Work For Him, is how to incorporate our faith into our work and, and better integrate everything. But who are you hoping will pick up this book and read it? I hope anybody who is hurting because someone they trusted has disappointed them or affected them in some way. Now, we most of the time people think about an unfaithful spouse. But it could be, you know, think about people in the workplace, and you became friends with someone. You shared something one day, very confidential, just as a friend. Mm -hmm. And then later you found they shared that, and the other person got the promotion instead of you. Or you found out, you know, I I share in my book about a very dear friend who was in a, a company, and they were really struggling financially, and the boss asked them to make all these sacrifices, and all of the employees in the small company did. It became profitable, and then he immediately sold the firm, and they all lost their jobs. And they felt betrayed by him because he had promised over and over and over again, if you'll sacrifice now, you'll be rewarded in the future. And there was no reward. And his response was this business. So I want all of those people, whether it's in the workplace or in the home or in church, because sometimes we get betrayed by people even in church, that I want them to be able to see how it affects them Mm. and how they can move beyond it. So listeners, you can get a copy of that book. Call our listener line, 866-713-9675. And along that same line, then, let's talk about that. How does betrayal impact the people around us in our workplace and even in our home? Well, when you are betrayed, the one thing that is immediately shattered is trust. And trust is the essence of a healthy work environment or a healthy relationship, or a healthy home. Mm -hmm. If you're in a work environment and you don't trust anybody, that's not a healthy place to work. And so when you've been betrayed by someone, trust is shattered, and as a result, you're going to have problems trusting people in what they say and what they do, or is somebody trying to stab me in the back? And that's not a healthy place to be. So it affects everyone around us because we no longer trust them, or at least we've drawn a question mark over them, not sure we can trust them. Even though they have never done anything, maybe they're the people who've been really faithful friends, but we still have that question mark. Yeah, once you've been hurt like that, Phil, it is, it's hard not to get jaded towards other people. I mean, it just, it, it starts to shape us, and we have to constantly do that whole renewing of our mind because it, it because God doesn't want us to look at people like that. So what were some of the things that God led you to do in order to move past the hurt and beyond betrayal? What are, what are some of the specific steps? you got about a minute and a half. Well, first of all, I realized that I had to acknowledge my pain. Most people who are hurting think, because you know, as a kids, we were kind of taught, don't cry about that, you know, be a big boy, be a big girl. And I had to, first of all, acknowledge that I really was hurting. The second thing I had to do was I had to begin to put to paper. That was the way I expressed 
how I felt. And the third thing was I had to find a good counselor who could sit down and walk me through it. And I was fortunate that in my case, the counselor also knew my betrayer. So it helped me because he knew a lot. But to sit down, and I'm talking about somebody who is a professional, who loves God and loves his word, it is not a sign of weakness for someone to walk you through the process. What you don't want to do is surround yourself with people who have been betrayed or who are in the midst of their hurt, and they're just pouring gasoline on your fire and giving you their anger and their feelings. You need to avoid some of those people for a while and be around with healthy people who are mature, who can help you process what you're feeling and help you get to the next level. When we come back, I really want to talk about how did you process this at home? Because this impacted both you and your bride, as well as all of your employees and your organization. And, and But yet, when stuff like this happens at work, it brings a lot of tension at home. I'd love for you to share that part of the story. You're listening to I Work For Him as we talk with Phil Waldrop. He wrote this book, Beyond Betrayal. Check it out online, beyondbetrayalbook.com or philwaldrip.org. You listen to I Work For Him with your host, Jim and Martha Brangenberg. We'll be right back. Field manuals have been around for decades. You and I are soldiers serving in the mission fields at work. The I Work For Him field manual are intended to provide the practical, tactical, factual, and biblical perspectives around work, women at work, and retirement. Our field manuals provide the detailed biblical information and faith-based how-tos for Christ followers like you serving in the field. Go to iworkforhim.com forward slash bookstore and request your free chapter today. That's iworkforhim.com forward slash bookstore. Thanks for going digital. Hey, welcome back to iWorkFramers. We're talking with Phil Waldrip about his book, Beyond Betrayal. It's his story, beyondbetrayalbook.com, beyondbetrayalbook.com, overcoming past hurts and begin to trust again. Phil, I said I was going to ask you this question. I know I didn't tell you to ask it ahead of time, but sorry. You and Debbie were both betrayed. This is your organization. You're a married couple. You are one in the eyes of God. So you were both betrayed. How did you deal with both of you being angry and hurt and bitter and impacted at the same time? How, how did you deal with that in your marriage? Well, I have to say, at the very beginning, the hard part for me, because the, there was an investigation going on that did not involve us, that I was helping. I wasn't an informant in the classical sense, but I was helping some people with this investigation. I was sworn to absolute secrecy. So my wife knew something was going on, but she wasn't sure. And fortunately, there was a high enough trust level that I could just say, honey, believe me, it's okay, and you've got to trust me. But when she discovered what I knew and, and found out what was going on, she was hurt too. And I'll tell you what we discovered in our marriage. It's easy to constantly obsess about the betrayal. You can spend all of your time talking about it. In fact, if you know someone who's been through a deep betrayal, just notice that no, you can say, well, you know, it's, it's sprinkling outside. And they'll say, yeah, it reminds me of the day I got betrayed. It was mm-hmm. sprinkling that, you know, and, and they, everything is associated with that. So my wife and I, we set down rules and we said, look, we're only going to talk about this for 30 minutes a day and that's it. The rest of the time, it's absolutely off limits. And that helped us not to get so enwound in it emotionally to where that became our life. And that becomes very easy when you've been betrayed. So for us, we set boundaries in our conversations. We set boundaries in our conversation with friends um, who knew our betrayal, knew what was going through, that if we were at dinner or something, we sometimes would say, guys, it's not that we don't want to talk about it, but we're in a position right now we don't need to talk about it. And fortunately, our friends supported us. So for us, 
it was it was just being able to agree not to allow it to define who we were and to consume us. Mm, that's so good. So Romans eight twenty eight, God works things for good. And how did he use this act of betrayal in your life for his glory and his good in your work? Well, I'll tell you, because up until that point, I trusted everybody. And I could not do the level of what we're doing now uh, where I just instant, innocently trusted everybody I met on the street. Because because of our conferences that are large that we do, we deal with a lot of people in the secular world, and many of them are not believers. Mm-hmm. And many of them are, are sometimes, you know, they're out for themselves. Sometimes even the Christians are too. And so as a result, instead of just blanketly telling, oh, I trust everybody, I built accountability into our organization, into my life as well, but accountability to where um, our employees now, there's certain things we do, we don't do, and it's not because I don't trust them, it's just we're going to keep everybody honest. And I would not have done that if I had not gone through the betrayal. Mm -hmm. All right, final point, we got about a minute to talk about forgiveness. You had to forgive this guy. How'd Mm -hmm. How'd you get there? You know, I, I tell you the reason why I had problems forgiving him initially is I thought forgiveness meant that I had to immediately restore the relationship to the same level of trust that it was before the betrayer. Um, and I really thought that. And I thought, well, I've got, if I forgive him, I've got to act like nothing was wrong. You know, in the Bible, we're told to trust God, but we're never told to trust people hmm. because trust is something that has to be earned. So what I discovered was forgiveness is giving up all my rights to revenge to where I say, Lord, it's in your hands. If you want to bless him, I can't, I'm not going to gripe about it. If you want, to, you want to use him in a special way, I'm not going to complain about it. I'm no longer going to try to get even. But at the same time, I didn't put him back into the employment of our company. That's right. That the forgiveness is releasing all rights to revenge. It is not restoring, and I tell people with betrayal, trust has to be re-earned. Sometimes you have to put in healthy boundaries. Phil Waldrop, thanks for being on I Work for Him today. Mm -hmm. Well, thank you for having me. Make sure you check him out online, beyondbetrayalbook.com. You've been listening to I Work for Him with your hosts, Jim and Martha Brangenberg. We're Christ followers in our workplace. It's our mission field, but ultimately, I I work for for him. Thank you for listening to the I Work For Him podcast with your hosts, Jim and Martha Brangenberg. Please visit iworkforhim.com to learn more about connecting your faith and work, to join the I Work For Him nation, or subscribe to our weekly blog. You can also follow us on social media at I Work For Him to stay up to date and meet our guests. If today's message spoke to you, please subscribe, rate, and review the show on your favorite podcast platform. Your review will launch more workplace missionaries across America. That's at I Work For Him and online iworkforhim.com. I work the number number four, him.com.